0: just pray this morning just to um, prepare our hearts for the Holy Spirit to speak to us because it's really important that we that when we are in the place where the word is preached we're saying God let this touch me let this get on me or get in me so why don't we just pray right now Holy Spirit we just pray for the anointing of the Holy Spirit to flow right now we want to open our hearts we want to be ready for the Holy Ghost to do something in our lives today so that we can be different, so that we can be changed, so that we can, again, go out and spread your gospel to those who we meet. We just thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to continue the theme that I started last week on the Holy Spirit. And I didn't think that I was going to be here today doing part two, but as is normal, I get on a scent and then I go into you know, part 94. So today is only part two. And I'm still going to get back to Mary's seven demons at, at some point. Haven't forgotten about her. So we want to set her free from all her demons. So we will get to her. Uh, I think she's got two more to go. Um, but we want to concentrate on the Holy Spirit for, for a little bit. Um, but living and seeing spiritual things is what Jesus had always intended for his church. He wanted us to see and experience things spiritually, uh, not just Earthly, uh, physically. So in Revelation 1 verses 9 and 10, there's a story of uh, John, one of the disciples. um, And uh, I'll read it out to you. Um, He says, uh, well, basically he was exiled and he's in prison on an island. And he says this. You can find it in, in Revelation chapter 1 verses 9 and 10. Uh, I'm starting not right at the start of verse 9, a little bit in. He says, I was exiled to the island of Patmos for preaching the word of God. It's a, he's on a prison island. It's not, a, not a, a, uh, uh, a resort island, it's a prison. So the really, really bad of the bad get sent to the, a prison island so they can never escape. So they put them there and say, well, you're going to be here, you can't escape, and basically you're most likely going to die. So the boat comes to drop you off, but there's no boat to ever take you away. That's where he is. So he says, I was exiled to the island of Patmos for preaching the word of God and for my testimony about Jesus. It was the Lord's day and I was worshipping in the spirit. You need to hone in on that little moment in the spirit. And suddenly I heard behind me a loud voice like a trumpet blast. Now in this, just that little bit. I want us to, to start to get a taste in our heart about a spiritual hunger that, that people like John had, people like the early church had, that takes us from our natural circumstance, whatever that may look like, to something incredible and supernatural. But what we've got to understand, it doesn't take us out of the place where we are. So here he is, he's on an island, he's, he's stranded, he's marooned, he, he's, he, he's uh, left on this island as a prisoner and you think well why didn't God take him to somewhere of of more comfort before God decided to give him an an amazing revelation but here here it is so God doesn't necessarily and sometimes we're going through life thinking God you've got to fix up all my physical mess and then I'm going to start hearing from God because what I see here is his physical mess probably couldn't get any messier Couldn't get any more uncomfortable, but that's the very place that God chooses, and I don't know why, to say, Holy Spirit, go down and give John the the final revelation for the earth. It's amazing that God chose that way. In his natural, physical world, he was not free. But that did not affect the ability of the Holy Spirit. While he was exiled to that island, and he was still able to hear and see the end time revelation from God. And that's what we now have is the book of Revelation that explains, um, if you're a scientist of, of, of um, biblical proportions, uh, what's going to happen. And I, and I think it's just so incredible that, that the, the, the place where God chose to do that was a prison island to a, pr- to a prisoner. But sometimes we, we've got to um, put our trust in Jesus despite what happens around us that God still speaks, that the Holy Spirit can still be there with us. So Jesus left his disciples with this promise regarding the Holy Spirit. And uh, that's Luke 24, verse 49. And it's paraphrased. It's not actually how it says it, but I just made it easier for us this morning. He, he promised that he would send the Holy Spirit and that they would be filled with power. And that's a promise that is for the church, from then until eternity it's not like well it was for those days and now now the work and the purpose of the holy spirit in us is is spent it's not it's still here for us today the key word that that i want us to see is being filled with power being filled with power and i mentioned this last week and it's important to note it again that that we can't be filled if we're already filled with something else and so we, we sometimes think, well, God, fill me, but we're already full of other things and there is no space for Jesus. In John this week, I read um, where Jesus was speaking to the religious leaders in his day uh, when he was on earth. And, and he says, you know, there's no room for you. There's no room for my word in your life. And, and the, the issue we have today as a church is we get so full of everything else. We are so used to saying no to God, saying no to Jesus that we think it's normal. And so I said this last week, we have churches full of lack, full of, full of need, full of all these sorts of things because everyone's saying, too full, too full. And it's something we need to, we need to start to, to empty ourselves of all the other distractions about life and saying, Jesus, I want to say yes to you more. I want to be, be available to have more of the Holy Spirit. But if we're, if we're full of every other thing, then, then even if we say we want it, we still can't fit it in. So, Jesus also said this about the Holy Spirit. John 16, verses 8 and 13. And when he comes, that's the Holy Spirit, he will convict the world of its sin and of God's righteousness and of the coming judgment. And when the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. So, what I I interpret from this scripture is the presence of the Holy Spirit draws people to God the Holy Spirit reveals God to those who don't know God the Holy Spirit in you will point people to Jesus and the Holy Spirit in the church will point people to Jesus the whole the whole essence of the Holy Spirit you know it isn't maybe what we think but it is to help people to see Jesus and without the work of the Holy Spirit nobody can come to Jesus because their minds are, are blocked that, and, and the Holy Spirit comes to take away the the, the, the the curtains, the blockages, the things that stop people from seeing Jesus. So the Holy Spirit is the revealer of God to those who don't even know God. And the best evidence of the Holy Spirit is people turning to Jesus. If we want to think, well, there's a Holy Spirit at work somewhere, then, then we ought to see that people are being turned to Jesus. People who didn't know Jesus. Who Jesus is or don't even believe there is a God but somewhere in, in coming into contact with a Holy Spirit filled church or with a with a people who are filled with the Spirit they'll sense the presence of God. There's a Greek word that describes the Holy Spirit um, and its English version is paraclete or parakletos in the original Greek and it describes the Holy Spirit as a counsellor, a helper um, an encourager even one who walks alongside us every day and and that's a good description of the holy spirit but spiritual maturity and there's something we all should be desiring to attain is spiritual maturity because we don't want to be where we are in five years time we don't want to be where we are in one year's time we want to be on a process of developing and maturing in our faith in our walk with god so that um the Holy Spirit can move more effectively in us because we can understand. When you're a kid, you don't understand why we can't do things. But when you're mature, you say, now I know why I don't put my hand on the on the chainsaw. <laughs> but when you're really little, you don't know. But spiritual maturity means we find strength in in our trust and relationship with the Holy Spirit. So we know spiritual concepts, and they are. They are our guideposts from one point to the next. Like when you drive around in the sand dunes. You drive around, you what? You look for the next guidepost. Well, that's what you're supposed to do unless you're me. And you go, well, I can't even see where the next one is. But they show you the way. And it's not until you've reached one that you're able to see the next one. And then I'll still get bogged in between four times. But we haven't. We haven't missed out, church, because we don't have Jesus to physically walk with us like the disciples did. You might think, well, if I was a disciple, it would be so easy because I could walk with Jesus and I would know what he want me to do because I was, he was right there. You know, we don't have to think like that. We have as much opportunity, the same power, that, that uh, and I think we even have more revelation than what the disciples had of Jesus and what he wants us to do with our lives. See, we have the Holy Spirit and the Bible as marker points. They're our marker points. And God gives us, here, take this one in, take notes. God gives us elders and leaders and teachers and pastors in the church who help guide and direct us. That's a very serious call that those people have. And we need to realize that God gives us those people in our lives as as marker points. He gives us the Word of God, which is our Bible. We need to to get familiar with this little one because often we're saying, God, I'm too busy. Tell you what, Facebook's stealing all my life, and then and, and the computer and the TV. Yo, know, we used to preach all against television in the seventies and eighties. Now it's like TV, We've got all these other cool things to, to take our time. But we have the Holy Spirit and the Bible as marker points. See, our walk with Jesus is in, is in the Spirit. We walk a spiritual walk, and the Holy Spirit is here for our direction, correction, and to encourage us. Now I'll give you some wisdom how we do that practically. So apply what you sense in your spirit. So you, some, sometimes we get impressions, we get the sense, oh well I think I, I think I might move to Tasmania. So it's, it's a thought, say perhaps, I'm just throwing it out because that's what you're thinking I didn't know. <laughs> apply what you sense in the spirit to what the word of God tells you and seek counsel pastorally. And when you put them all together, you walk with balance. And where we get unbalanced is we, we, we read one verse of Scripture, which is true in life, and we think, yeah, I know what I want to do. But often we don't do that first. Often we say we get the impression, God wants me to go to Tasmania. Well, what are you going to go there for? Well, I don't know or wherever it is, or whatever it is, oh, God wants me to do this or that, you get an impression, you don't balance it with the Word of God and you don't seek counsel. And then you end up with a huge mess, tangled confusion, and you say, God, why did you do this to me? You don't need to live like that. Always thinking, well, I'm defective, I'm broken, I don't know why things didn't work out, because I really felt that it was God, but we didn't apply what the Word of God says and we don't seek counsel. And we need, to, we need to line those things up Why so that, so that we can have a pastor who's a control freak. Look, I'll tell you the truth, I can't even control my wife. How, what, how am I going to control you? Come on. It's not about control. It's about saying, I'm going to be accountable and I want, to, I want to walk with wisdom and I want to walk a balanced spiritual life. And that's where you'll find freedom. That's where you'll find blessing. That's where you'll find direction and, and, and all the benefits of the kingdom of God. I found in those things. So there's a little bit of wisdom. That was free this morning. But you've got to learn the art of accountability. And, and honestly, if you, if you don't trust the leadership in the church that you're in, you've got to find a new church. Simple. If you don't trust your leadership, if you're thinking they're, they're, they're shonky or they're, they're wrong, I, there is no ifs or buts. You're in the wrong place. Don't waste one more day. Don't waste one more day in that place. You say, I want to be under a leadership who I love, trust, and honor and respect why because I need that no we all need to, to grow and develop and we don't do that if we're, if we're in mistrust I'm working on a message at the moment about birds I won't give it all to you this morning but uh, but but I've been adding more birds and it's so amazing we see all these different birds in the church and and the type of bird that doesn't <laughs> trust its leader I'll give you a little foretaste. the birds that don't trust their leaders that they're, they're called um plovers Because when anyone walks near, it's like... You only get one, wait till we get that message out. we'll have a TV commercial for, for that message, it's coming up, the birds. But Isaiah 20 verse 21, oh, sorry 30 verse 21, describes having ears to hear and eyes to see, so that we know which way to go. Now this is spiritual hearing, and spiritual seeing that we gain from the Holy Spirit. And we do make a mistake, where we think, well, the Holy Spirit just talks to me, and I don't have any other, any other scrutiny. That's wrong. That's bad. That's actually that actually will lead you astray because sometimes we need to we need to say, okay, this is what I sense, but I need to I need to submit myself to scrutiny of the word of God and to others who are mature in the faith who can help me because I tell you I've seen lots of crashing and burning because people say "Nah, I'm not going to listen you're trying to wreck all my fun you don't recognize my ministry you don't see that I'm called of God and so they go off did God speak yes probably but you've got to say well what are some fences what are some boundaries going to help me not to blow this because although God can speak we're really really good at mucking up the plan We're awesome at it. We do it all the time. I mean, I've blown up some of God's best plans in my life. But getting back to John chapter 16, verse 8, where we started. The Holy Spirit points people to Jesus and convinces people and convicts people of sin and reveals righteousness, God's goodness to people. That's what the Holy Spirit wants to do. Without the action of the Holy Spirit, nobody could find God. And we need to always remember why Holy Spirit... Do you want to fill me? Why do we want to be filled by the Holy Spirit? We just got to keep it really simple so we could, you know, have some gift of the Spirit so we can show off among the other people and show them how smart we are. No, it's because Jesus wants to use us as flawed as we are. He wants to fill us with something holy, something righteous that people say, you know what? They just had the right words for me today. You know what? I just watched their life and I sense peace. Uh, and, and, and we're able to be an example of God because the Holy Spirit shines out of us. We need that. We need the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit in us reproduces the qualities of Jesus. Those such qualities of service, sacrifice, uh, love, forgiveness, sharing and peace. Not limited to these things, but they're, they're just examples of what are qualities that Jesus wants to reproduce in us and as we are filled with the Holy Spirit, some of those things will, although they may not be natural, will become supernatural. So the supernatural isn't flying around on a broomstick. The supernatural sometimes can be, I can forgive someone who hurt me. I can be generous when my instinct says hoard. That's supernatural. So Galatians 5 verses 22 and 23 describes the filling of the Holy Spirit and the working of the Holy Spirit in us as fruit. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our hearts or in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, self-control. Who's heard that? Sorry, I rushed through that. Qualities of Jesus produced in us. I'll just put that up. Service. And we're not going to read all these scriptures, but Galatians 5.13 and 1 Peter 14 talks about our service to others sacrifice 1 Peter 2 5 love John 15 verse 12 tells us to love each other as the most and important thing that we need to do Uh, forgiving Ephesians 4 verse 32 and also Ephesians 4 verse 1 to 7 talks about making allowance for other people sharing Acts 2 verse 44 some people make a big deal about tithing you know I, I don't think we should really make a big deal about tithing because if we we're going to go New Testament, as everyone says, who don't like tithing, well, we should do, don't talk about it in the New Testament. Okay, well, they just gave everything. Yeah, no, and not to the people who they loved. They gave it to the church. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, I had no choice. Mm, here it is. <laughs> and the guys who tried to sneak it, they died. <laughs> Peace. <laughs> New Testament. Isaiah 26, you know, so if you're struggling with it, just say, okay, I'll just do, I'll do the tithe. <laughs> <It's> cheaper. <laughs> that's cheaper. Ital- that's the Italian giving. Peace, Isaiah 26, verse 3. So you can look those up and, and, and do your own study on those things. But these things should always, uh, we, we ought to always desire more of these things. To the point where in us and flowing out of us to others, the, these these. Um, qualities of Jesus, because if they see the qualities, if you just see the qualities of me, you're not going to be attracted to Jesus. Uh, if we see that qualities in our natural instinct, we're not going to be attracting people to to the Lord. I'm going to show you something. Uh, this is the multicultural bit that Kyle, Kyle was was referring to earlier. Um, just wanted to show you show you this little thing. Is that what Catarino can leave? No, without you. Me. <laughs> David, David. No, I can to see me. No, you t- you New on us to n'ay, molin n'ay, i on s'or yes i és això, to live d'evo d'alçó. So did you understand that? See, even with subtitles, we didn't understand that in English. So I was reading the subtitles, I couldn't understand what that was all about. That is so funny, it's cringy and all that sort of stuff, but I've got to thank Kyle Bond for, for giving us that one but i showed you that this morning because i wonder how much we do believing we are being spiritual like a very bad karaoke if you don't know the language i'm talking about spiritual things here if we don't know the language spiritually it sounds impressive but to those who know the language it makes no sense and I want us to really understand. We've got to grow up as a church. We've got to be mature. We've got to stop being singing Ken Lee because we think that's what it, that's what it's saying because we don't understand the language. We we're not here for karaoke classes. We're to be filled with the Holy Spirit and to speak the language of the Spirit. There's. They're sounding a sound, or we could be sounding a sound, but it's not the sound of the Spirit. Other people are mimicking spiritual life with things that sound similar, but it doesn't have the Spirit. So she's saying, "Oh, I'm singing English. I'll tell you, my English is not that good, but it's not that bad that I couldn't understand what she was trying to say we have some ways that sound right they sound spiritual but are they you need to you need to look in yourself and say well what is my language and maybe next time i'll talk about the language of the holy spirit which is baptism and speaking in 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 tongues by the power of the holy spirit but that's a different story you see we have ways that sound right they sound spiritual but are they The use of scripture cliches sometimes to justify whatever we want without any spiritually spiritual boundary at all we just think well the the bible says this and and sometimes there could be an example of a husband saying well the bible says that the wife has to submit but you know that's not the language of the spirit spoken in that way that that's not bringing that to a correct boundary or a correct balance there's lots of, lots of other examples we could use. But we use scripture cliche, cliche just to justify whatever we want without any spiritual boundary at all. And also, if you really want to make it powerful, you throw in some old English for extra effect. Now that's spiritual karaoke. It's not speaking the language of, of God or the language of heaven. See, when, we're in the, where we, when we are in the Holy Spirit, anything could happen. Our life changes. The lives of other people around us changes. Things that were not clear become clear. Where we have turmoil, turmoil, God will bring calm. When we don't have enough, the Holy Spirit will be enough. See, lots of things happen when we are filled with the Holy Spirit. The challenge we have is to say, God, am I going to be in church singing songs that, that sound kind of the same, but he- in the heavenlies they're going, angels are saying, what? the subtitles are there but I don't even understand what it's saying no we've got to be a church that speaks a clear language the Bible speaks about in the Old Testament speaks about if the the trumpeter doesn't play a clear sound who will will know that we're being called to war and in the church sometimes we're called to warfare and and we do that at the start of every year we pray and we fast it's a, a warfare time other times in church we, we, we're just called to worship God. That could be warfare too. But other times it's, we're called to work and get our hands dirty. There's all different times and seasons in the life of the church. But, but if we're not able to tune our ears and listen to the voice of the Spirit and understand it, then we'll always be missing the point, missing the mark. And we do that individually as well. I want to pray this morning. Why don't we stand to our feet? And I I do want to put out a challenge out there that we leave church today and go home and think, Holy Spirit, where are the places? What are the things that I need to empty myself of so that I can be filled more with You? And that's going to be as personal as each one of us. But I know in every single, every single person's life here, the Holy Spirit can say, You know what? You don't need this anymore. You could, you could gain some time every day if you stop this or that and give that to me. And when we empty that little bit, then we have more of the spirit to fill us. So there's a challenge for you. But I know that there's people here and, and you do want to have a spiritual walk with Jesus. You wanna you Maybe you've already started. You want to continue that spiritual walk with Jesus. You want to get closer to God. You want to know his way better you know something the only advice I want to give you today is don't be satisfied with spiritual cliches just saying well God you've spoken to me I'm not listening to any other voice I'm not even going to match it to the Bible I'm just going to say no God told me you know match it to the Bible run it by godly leaders and pastors and teachers say okay this is what I'm feeling what do you think and this is what the what, I felt this the Bible told me that now I'm going to submit it to you what do you think trust them enough to take their wisdom because they might say yes I see that in you but you know what you need to you need to work on a few things as well perhaps something like that if it's like me I just say yeah that's really good go to Pauline different story we need wisdom to discern those who are sounding the sound but aren't sound in spirit that's pretty clever we need wisdom to discern those who are sounding the sound but aren't sound in spirit. So people sometimes saying all the right stuff. God told me, I sense you the spirit. I really believe. They're all sounding the sound, but sometimes they're not sound. Oh, I like that. Just bow your heads. I want us to be mature, maturing in our relationship with the Holy Spirit. And that just starts by saying, Jesus, I want to be open to you. I want to empty myself. So perhaps if God is speaking to you this morning and you know challenging you in this area, then no one's really looking around. This is personal. Why don't you just raise your hand and say, I want to be prayed for this morning. No one's going to come and put their hand on you. No one's going to um, point you out as such, but... Just let's give everyone here the, uh, the opportunity to get close to Jesus right now. So why don't you put your hands up nice and high. I want to pray for people today. Lord Jesus, I just thank you so much. So many hands up all around the place that you are so real and you love us so much. God, I just pray for each hand here today that even today when, when we go home, we're in our own quiet place. That we may find ways. Holy Spirit, you you are a gracious spirit. You are a righteous spirit. You don't come in to hurt or harm, but you want us to be healed and whole. Lord, I just pray for every hand here today that you'll speak to people. That you'll say, look, we can lift that off your life. Take that. Take that out. Make room. Make more room for me. And I know, Holy Spirit, there are going to be stories all around this place that people are going to go and do amazing things people are going to places filled with the holy spirit and see see changes happening from today people are going to say you know i didn't don't know why but all my efforts to try and evangelize trying to win people for jesus never really went too far but something changed now i find people drawn to me and they're coming to know jesus their hearts are open so lord i speak that over these hands today I just thank you so much for you are a great God and the Holy Spirit, you are righteous and true and always good to us. Lord, make space in our church. Make space in our hearts for the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.